0: SAFm 104 to 107 nationwide leading the conversation on SAFm
1: for this hour on the talking point we're focusing on the work done by crime busting Um, This is the Crime-Busting Special Investigating Unit. And they've, of course, last week marking uh, 25 years of existence. Uh, Advocate Andy Mutibi is on the line. He's the head of the Special Investigating Unit. Advocate Mutibi, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning, Cathy. And thanks for inviting us. Good morning to you and the SAFM listeners.
1: Look, judging by the celebrations of the anniversary last week, what um, the minister had to say about you and your own reflections about where the organization is, it seems to be uh, a good year and a good time for the SIU.
2: Um, no, thank you. Thank you very much, Katie, for that uh, opening. Um, I think I think it's appropriate just to really say Indeed, we have seen quite a good uh, trajectory uh, upwards uh, for, for SIU uh, since, since its inception. Uh, so, so we thought it appropriate that we mark it as we did, uh, just so that we can reinforce the anti-corruption message to the public, but also share with them uh, the highlights uh, of the of the achievement of SIU in the quest to uh, assist government in the fight against corruption but also as you may have seen uh, that uh, uh, we 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 improved on the logo just so that it's current and it reflects where we are uh, particularly the the punchline or or the um, Uh, the payoff line, as as they say, Uh, all the time until we celebrated last week, uh, the payoff line was stating as follows, poised to strike against corruption. Um, And and you probably know that uh, uh, being poised, you're poised to do something. So we believe that, uh, indeed, we've been poised so that we can... But now, having looked at the work that we do, the work that SAU does, and the results that we have produced, um, we believe we are now uh, no longer poised, as it were, we are fighting. And we thought it's appropriate in that context to then share with the, with the public uh, uh, that uh, uh, we are serious about the fight against corruption and we are serious about uh, uh, producing the results that would uh, lead to the expected consequence management, whether it be civil litigation or disciplinary action against the officials involved or criminal uh, prosecution, although, and I'll come back to that, on the criminal side, there's a legal requirement that we refer evidence to to NPA. Let me pause here and see if you've got a follow-up.
1: Mm. And so you're changing then the tagline of of the SIU to to striking against corruption is perhaps also based on, you know, the work that you have been able to see, the track record that you can yes. point back to.
2: Indeed. Indeed. Uh, uh, when, when we looked at the track record, uh, Lately, we we really realized that uh, uh, we, we think we have we've really um, gone beyond uh, the, the the tag of being poised uh, and, and we've done that uh, based on amongst others the following uh, we We've been executing on our on our strategy. Uh, the new strategy, well, no, not new anymore because we really implemented it around 2017, thereabouts. Uh, and that picked up on the previous strategies, by the way. Uh, so, so if I refer to the latest one, which we are still currently executing, we realized that uh, in executing that strategy, uh, we were able to produce this result. And when we set to... Uh, uh, determine that new strategy, we analyze and sought to of really understand what the public expects from entities like SIU. Clearly, the public expects that SIU should execute its mandate as mandated by the legislation, which is defined against serious maladministration, malpractice, and corruption. So, uh, amongst others, uh, I said to the team at the time that uh, uh, part of what we picked up at the time from the public was that uh, SIU takes long to investigate uh, and uh, there are no consequences. There are no consequences. Um, uh, that's, that's just among others. And then we of course uh, needed to uh, just reorganise the business, uh, look at the government governance focus look at the uh, resourcing uh, and the skills that we need to execute on our mandate and we then set ourselves on a path Jesse, to, to, to to execute that and I said to the team um, if oh by the way the vision the vision now as we looked at the new strategy was that we want we we wanted to be a preferred uh, uh, forensic Investigations uh, service provider for government and the litigation agency but then i said to the team that we use the word preferred deliberately Cassie, because we know that uh, we are competing with the private sector firms out there that government departments and entities appoint from time to time so i said to the team we need to compete for this space uh, if, if government or heads of entities, DGs, and CEOs are to prepare SIU for this work, then we need to make sure that we can turn around our investigations quickly and produce the results and ensure that we assist them with consequence management. And up to now, Katie, I'm I'm really delighted to see that we have actually executed along those lines, and the team... Came around, the whole SAU team gathered behind the strategy. And as we see today, uh, we are able to produce uh, the results that the public expects. You, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if I just count, uh, these, are the, these are the latest ones, of course, and you'll probably ask over, over time, but the latest ones are clearly demonstrated in the uh, PPE investigations, which was so intense. And the public expectation was so high for SIU to execute and produce the results, and we did exactly that, uh, and we produced that final report within time uh, at, at the uh, at the, uh, the the budget constraints that we had. Uh, I'm really delighted, and you you would have seen some of the consequences that came out uh, from the point of view of uh, civil litigation, which is the recoveries. Uh, uh, asset freeze uh, and ensuring that uh, those officials are held to account, including executive authorities uh, of the department. Of course, now we are working with the uh, with the NPA to provide them with the evidence they put in the hoax to ensure now that uh, uh, the prosecutions do follow. We are beginning to see the arrest uh, of some of those who were involved, and that that just gives us uh, you know comfort that. Uh, uh, we are all now beginning to pull in the direction that the public expects.
1: When when we look at part of what has led to the success of the SIU, especially um, over the last couple of years, how important would you say that the establishment of the special tribunal has been in the work that you are now able to do?
2: Ah, great, great uh Great observation, great question there, uh, uh, Katie. Uh, uh, Just the context. As part of just uh, uh, analyzing the strategic focus so that we can reposition the special investigating unit over and above the turning around of the investigations quickly, which I think we have sort of uh, of achieved, still, of course, to improve. Some of the investigations are very complex, and they may take... uh, uh, a while, but we would like to ensure that we keep the CEOs and DGs and all that informed uh, into account. Now, that's the turnaround of the investigation. Now, uh, when we have reached the outcomes, and the outcomes just high level, as follows, uh, where, for example, we're investigating uh, corruption in the procurement space. And by the way, just our analysis tells us that uh, almost 85% of our investigations are procurement uh, irregularities and procurement corruption-based for obvious reasons, because that's where the money is. The corrupt focus on the procurement, because that's where they fleet the money of government. But anyway, um, right. Now, uh, if, if, if we find that there's irregularities in the procurement process, what do we do? Uh, the, the outcome, the first outcome, or amongst others, is to then go and set aside the contract that was granted based on corrupt processes or irregularities. Now, we take that uh, to the civil litigation process. And and that is the process, and I'll come back to that, is the process, Katie, that SIU has got control end-to-end. This is the civil litigation process, right? Now, the civil litigation process expects us to put together the documentation. We used to go to the high Court before 2019, to go and set the contracts aside and recover. But since 2019, as part of this strategy review, we said no. We have been delayed in the High Court simply because we queue there with ordinary or other litigants, uh, and we, we realize that our cases are not going as quickly as possible. And a process commenced uh, to, to, to reestablish the special tribunal. And now, uh, your question really... The the special tribunal was uh, uh, proclaimed uh, by the president in 2019. It kicked off uh, in essence in 2020. Now, since it uh, it has uh, kicked off, we have 127 cases already since 2020. Uh, uh, And the rank value of the contracts that we seek to set aside at the special tribunal only is 12.8 billion. As at the 23rd of June, right, uh, and and of the 127 cases, 62 of those are related to the matters relating to PPE investigations, and 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 the contract values of those 62 is 2.6 billion. So, the establishment of the special tribunal was a key turning point in ensuring that we speed up litigation, we speed up uh, asset recovery, and return the money that are lost back to government. So your question hits the nail on the head. That's one outcome. And this is the most important one where the public always say, return the money that is stolen. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a, there's a prosecution part that I will come back to. If there's a if there's an opportunity to do
1: so, absolutely. We're in conversation with Advocate Andy Mutibi, head of the Special Investigating Unit. I'll give you a chance uh, to call in and also, you know, perhaps ask him about some of the specific questions that you've seen the SIU investigate over the years. The number to dial zero double one seven one four two double zero six. That's the phone line to reach our studio. On the WhatsApp line, you can send those messages and voice notes on zero six 614-104-107. Of course, there are lots of cases that the SIU has dealt with, but uh, perhaps there's a particular one that uh, maybe is not always covered uh, in the media that you would want an update on. I'll give you that opportunity after uh, the 11 13 news headlines. Uh, Advocate Motivi, this issue of culpability is, is a big one, right? Because yes. you are able to pursue the civil aspects of the litigation. So we've seen you freeze the assets of the uh, recently of the likes of, um, you know, the former chairperson of the National Lotteries Commission. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, it's a luxury home worth 27 million rand that you have frozen outcome of your investigation. We've also seen you do it. In some of the other matters, I can think about uh, the case involving the former health ministers, William Kieser, you frozen assets there linked to the companies involved. But people want more. You know, people don't just want um, these monies recovered. People want to be able to see these individuals actually going through the court process and actually being held accountable for, for the wrong that they have done. Speak to me about where you think. Some of the gaps might be in following through on those processes.
2: Right, uh, Kathy. I had to say eleven thirty news on my phone. Watch says eleven twenty nine. You let me know where I stopped. Um, now, on, on on the on the culpability side, uh, again, a very important question, and it's important for the public in terms of the S I U mandate to understand. Uh, I mentioned the issue around civil litigation which is meant to recover uh, the assets that are stolen cancel the contract that is the process that SIU has got control end to end and 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 by the way that is also putting the accountable or people to account through the courts except that that those are civil courts you know uh, and and that and that as you correctly indicate we do it's a it's a process when we start of the papers we serve the papers at court, but amongst others, we, have, we would have done financial profiling of these individuals, know where their assets are, so that we can freeze them. And freezing the assets, okay, see, it's, a pro, it, it's a step towards ensuring that ultimately when we get the court order, uh, we are able to come back and liquidate this asset, you know, so that it's money back to the state, right? So... So you're right that uh, in in the process of freezing assets and and, and, and preserving this uh, this asset, we need to show speedily that these people are put through court, in this case the civil court, cancel the contract, get the uh, assets back. But now... There's another important aspect.
1: All right. Advocate Mutibi, let me just pause you there. I'll give you a chance to uh, continue in a moment. Advocate Andy Mutibi is the head of the SIU. Like I said, I'll be taking your questions for him uh, in case there are any specific matters you want him to answer on. For now, let me hand you over to the news desk on We're still continuing the conversation with Advocate Andy Mutibi, the head of the SIU. So, Advocate Mutibi, you're talking to us about the different aspects of the cases that you investigate. We've spoken about the civil matters and, and how those are pursued. But, of course, that's not where um, these matters are supposed to end.
2: Definitely. Uh, but perhaps just to end off with a... With a uh a performance highlight on the civil side, Cassie, uh, uh, if the uh, if the public could go on to our annual report of uh, uh, the year 2016-2017, they will see there we are reporting the actual value of money and assets recovered as part of the civil litigation. During that year, we reported that uh, the, actual, the actual recovery... Uh, was uh, 43.5 million that we recovered, right? But if they go to, to the, the, the annual report of the last financial year, and I just want to demonstrate something here, the, 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 the annual report of 2020-2021, you'll see the upward subject that I was talking about, that in the, in the last financial year, we reported 1.8 billion, of uh, uh, the, the, the money that was actually recovered and given back to the state. So for so the civil litigation, and, 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 and that, that was a contribution of various investigations, ESCOM, uh, uh, the Department of Social Development, and we can come back to various uh, investigations in time, if time permits. But you're right, it doesn't end there. You know, some of the comments out there is that, you know, we will recover all this money, uh, the, these people who are responsible and they're accountable, they, they may be without assets that are recovered by SIU, but they will be walking the street free. And that is not what the public expects, right? The, now, to deal with them on another uh, outcome, which is the criminal uh, prosecution side, because more often when we investigate and find that uh, there has been civil infractions, there is concomitantly. Uh, criminal infractions as well because uh, the corruption is a criminal offense right now when we find that uh, uh, there's a there's a criminal offense of corruption and other related criminal offenses by law you okay, see the special investigating unit and special, Invest- uh, special Tribunals special tribunal act uh, 74 of 1996 expects us when we find the criminal evidence it expects us to hand that over to npa right uh so that they can proceed on that path uh consider the evidence so what we do we give them a a a file of evidence that we've picked up uh, but of course they still need to go through it uh and 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 we've got an MOU with them which say uh, we will continue to work together if they want further evidence we provide but they pull in rocks because mm. that's a, that's a criminal investigation process uh, they need to ensure that when they take the, the, the criminal evidence to court, it will stand the test of beyond, uh, beyond reasonable doubt. But the public, as we also expect from SIU, we expect those cases to be speeded up so that when we recover this asset, the culpable people remain with no assets, but they must also result in jail right following the criminal process
1: mm. so do you do, do do you ever get frustrated um at the pace at which the prosecutorial aspect of of things is is going especially because you of course have deep insight into some of these cases and perhaps have an idea of of what it would take to prosecute them, especially once you've had successful civil litigation. I know that the bar is not the same from a legal yes. perspective, but yeah. you, you pretty much have a good idea of of some cases where you think these should be successful. Uh, you know, it should be relatively easy to get prosecutions here.
2: Indeed, uh, Katie. Once more, you've uh, really hit the head on the the nail on the head. I mean, our investigators. I mean, most of them uh, come from the criminal law investigations background, right? Uh, they have been part of the former scorpions and some were in the SAPS and some were prosecutors themselves. So, so they understand, you know, the when when we investigate corruption, they understand the criminal element of what makes out corruption, right, as an offence, and they would investigate with that in mind, so that when we say we have now picked up evidence that points to corruption, uh, we would have satisfied, at least from where we stand, that the evidence is uh, sufficient to be handed over to NPA. Of course, and we respect that it is their, uh, their mandate uh, to ultimately make a decision, uh, and hence the MOU, and we continue to engage with them that uh, we would have been the ones investigating if there's a shortage uh, of evidence, we could work together with them and provide that evidence so that uh, a decision could be could be taken to prosecute. Um, yeah, so, but as I said earlier on, uh, we're beginning to see really uh, some offshoot of our interaction. Uh, our MOU in the main includes uh, the hawks now, and we are saying uh, uh, if I cite an example of, uh, say, the digital rights investigation, right? As SIU, we said, we've investigated, and we are satisfied that the evidence that we have in place points to criminal offence against that one, that one, and that one. So we are at a stage now where we are supporting that criminal investigation, and we are expecting uh, that, uh, you know, there would be, there would be charges returned uh, soon. We have seen that uh, one official was a... Uh, Was was arrested and charged in the in in the copter department. Uh, uh, Based on our investigation, we expect that uh, you know there could probably be more arrests. So you are right. Uh, We would be knowledgeable around the evidence that we have collected, and that we could effectively support the 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 process of considering this criminal evidence and assist in the speedy decision making. Uh,
1: to, to prosecute or otherwise I've got a couple of callers already holding for you so I don't want to take up um, much more time right. I just want to find out from you there must be some investigations that you've conducted that you you look at and you just in complete disbelief at part of of what you have been able to to uncover what have been some of those for you
2: I uh, Katie, I think top of top of the list is the PPE investigation, and mm-hmm. and, 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 and really we've said it openly that uh, uh, that is the uh, to date to date uh, that is really the 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 highest point of shock uh, in terms of matters that we had to investigate. The just the insatiable pursuit of uh, of of of, co- of of corrupt money. Or money in pursuit of money through corrupt activities. We have really seen the highest scale there, right? Um, of course, there's other, there's others, uh, for example, in the transnet space, you know, where we have investigated and, and we have seen, you know, executives, executives wantonly disregarding policies, deliberately disregarding policies to benefit themselves. We've got one example there uh, in Transnet uh, of an executive, and we can mention it publicly because it's public, a Mr. Sagala, who was involved in some procurement irregularities, and there we ended up freezing about 35 cars and about five houses. So, you know, these are these are shocking, shocking uh, findings that we made. In the ESCOM space, as an example, another example, we have found Katie uh, at some point when we reported publicly more than four thousand employees who are conflicted uh, they are doing business with ESCO. and more often Katie that is the honestly the beginning of you know uh, corruptly uh, gaining from state uh, entities because when you are inside you are able to manipulate procurement processes so that it benefits your company that's doing the the business with the with a state entity, you know. Uh, so, so uh, there's there's quite a number that we can we can uh, uh, indicate. You know, another one is in the UIF space, you know, the Unemployment Insurance Fund, you know, where you find, you know, uh, shockingly that uh, there are those employees who are employed, whether in private or, or in government, but guess what, they go, they went out. During that term, the the temporary relief uh, uh, scheme, they went out still, you know, to apply for UIF under the guise that, you know, uh, they would also have been terribly affected by uh, COVID-19 and so Mm. on. You know, that's really shocking, very, very shocking. Uh, Of course, the other ones that we've done a while back, uh, that SIU has done a while back, was in the Department of Social Development, Uh, the, the issue around the social crime, you know. That was in around 2006-2009, where we have found, Stati, that uh, there is just one-ten corruption uh, in, in this space where, you know, even those people who really are, are not deserving of the social grants that are meant for the poor, they just, you know, um, yeah, uh, uh, without conscience really go and want to benefit from the social grants. Uh, so. So uh, as,
1: as I say, we All can, right. we can mm. Mm. Uh, mention uh, quite quite a number. So, 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 so we're not the only ones then that sometimes have our jaws dropping uh, literally to, to the floor when looking at uh, some of the investigations you as the SIU conduct and the outcomes. Let me go to the phone lines. I'll kick it off in Tawung. Bagwe, good morning
2: and have uh, already mm. said uh, that before. Since Katie, it's like a good job that they are doing. Mm. And then uh, I want to put it to him that, uh, yeah, in Tawin, since Katie, it's like we are far from uh, from things like this investigation of SIU. That is why people, at the end of the day, doing things with this key. In the Department of Agriculture in the Northwest, this case, truly really speaking, it is rotten, and it's rotten to the core. You, you, you will find that uh, 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 they say they have bought a certain machinery for us in Taung, but those machinery never reach the, uh, the farmers. Mm. those are one of the corruptions that I want to, 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 to raise. And then uh, the 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 the, the, the investigator, the office of the premier, sometimes they can even conduct the, the the investigation. After that, they will hand it over to the MEC whoever of that department, for him to release that report. He's going to sit on top of that report. He's not going to release it. So I want to check with Mr Mutivi. Can they assist also on that? Because I once to a complaint and see that when so an investigation was done and it was completed and it was given to the what is it, to the MEC's office. But MEC sitting on top of that report. You don't want to leave that report because there was a lot of wrongdoings on the, uh, on that report. Mm. I think you are listening on the radio.
1: All right, Um Advocate motivi
2: No, thank you. Thank you, Cathy. uh, uh thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, we, we are... We are, we are readily available. Uh, we, are, we are readily available. Uh, we, are readily available. Uh, we
1: are readily available. All right. Uh, Advocate Mutibi, I'm going to ask you just to hang 10 for me because we seem to be having an issue there. All right. Uh, can you hear me loud and clear now?
2: Yes. Yes, I okay. can hear you loud Yes, now. you can continue. Yeah. I was just responding to Aobago and saying uh, we, are, we are available to assist. Um, and uh, uh, if, if you can just note down, My number, which is 012 843 0034. I would like him to reach out uh, to my office so that we can deal with that matter. We've got an office uh, in the provincial, uh, in the province of Northwest, it's based in Mafikeng. uh, That office has the same mandate like any other provincial head of SIU to execute uh, on, on our mandate. If we are aware, of these matters and are reported to us, we will ensure that uh, that we assist um, and ensure that if there are investigations that were conducted before and reports are issued, uh, we will really assist and assist the, the province and the public uh, uh, to ensure that uh, those uh, those uh, investigations and reports receive appropriate attention. Um, uh, we've got, uh, we've got an, an interaction with the Office of the of the Premier Descartes, and we know that the Premier uh, has publicly publicly uh, declared that uh, he would like to ensure that all the uh, recommendations of the report, including SIU reports, are accepted upon. So if there's an instance where an investigation was done and the report produced and nothing was done, please let us know. Okay. Uh, and then we will we will assist.
1: All right. Sizwe Nimpumalanga, good morning, Sizwe.
2: Uh, good morning, Katie and uh, good morning to your guests. Sir.
1: Hello? Yes, Cesar, go for it.
2: Yes. Yeah. The first question I was going to pose to your guests uh, is uh, what sort of cases do they prioritize? Now, the reason why I'm asking you this question is because, uh, as the public, we end up uh, getting frustrated because of lack of capacity within the police we find that our police are incompetent. And they end up being frustrated. And that results into, uh, you know, a conflict between the victim as well as the investigator, because that poor guy is just not having competency. That's the first question. Two, uh, for the benefit of the public, uh, how do we draw, where's the line between the, what you call, the hawks the, 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 the as well as the SIU? Because... I'll make an example for some considering the case here whereby it has even been taken to the Director of Public Prosecution. Pres- and they expect that there must be a relationship they, they would say,
0: no, we keep on referring it back. And when, when you interact with the guy that is in the state and find that this guy is frustrated, he doesn't have capacity, it is worse that the people who have committed the crime have actually, I mean, they have confessed
2: unaware and you know, you knew the motive. The people could have the motive. But now they have content. And, and they are and, running and, the And, and, and,
1: and, and Siswe, j- just for purposes yes. of clarity, what kind of crime are you talking about here?
2: These are commercial crimes. Where mm-hmm. people have dropped you of millions. Mm. You talk of crime that involving
0: emails and stuff like that. Mm. You know? Yes. Okay. These are the sort of start Le- that I would give <laughs> If you are prepared, I could give him my number.
2: I could give him, even give him the, the case number.
1: Let, let me give him a chance to come in and, and respond to you. Advocate Mutibi, do you take on such matters?
2: Yeah. No, thanks, Katie. Thanks, and let me uh, uh, thank uh, the, the member of the public who raised this question. Um, those, those kind of matters uh, are particularly suited within the mandate of the Hawks which is the Directorate for Priority Crimes Investigations. Uh, but, of course, we do, from time to time, uh, get the, uh, the public, you know, referring to us uh, matters where we analyze and find that they are suited for hawks, and we uh, send them over to the hawks, and we work closely with the hawks so ensure that those matters are acted upon. Uh, uh, Casey, I must just say, from time to time, Members of the public do really uh, need to understand, you know, this line between between the Hawks and the and the SIU. We we get those questions quite often. Uh, so and then we then, uh, of course, through through our communications, led by the financials, seek to investigate. I mean, the uh, seek to educate the public. So he asked, uh, what kind of what kind of cases do do, do we do we prioritise? We prioritise every case that comes our way uh, because we understand that uh, corruption needs to be dealt with in any form that it uh, establishes itself. Of course, where it relates squarely uh, around commercial crime, uh, we then uh that's, that's where uh, it it, uh, it belongs to the to the Hawks, and we do uh, specifically re- hand over that to the Hawks, and we inform. The whistleblowers, uh, and then deal closely with the Hawks to ensure that it receives attention. So, so uh, uh, the, the the member can still contact us uh, to ensure that uh, uh, we we can assist in the best way we can, uh, where we can liaise uh, uh, with the with the DPCI mm. being the Hawks.
1: Uh, Siswe, uh, I, I hope that that what helps that? and and clarifies yes. for
2: you. Yes, oh, that member again where can contact.
1: It's it's zero uh, one two.
0: Eight four three double yes. zero three four. Yes. Oh, 0034. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank All you. right, Siswe out Thank in you. Mpumalanga. And the important point that is being made by Advocate Mutibi there is that, you know, there are parameters within which they do their work, and we really um, need to understand what these different bodies do and uh because then it's it's going to help in terms of us taking the complaints that we have to the right investigating body uh, in order to get to the bottom of whatever matter we want to have looked into justice in kzn hello
0: yes i don't know kitty yes yes i guess there's some specification to the advocate
2: there okay Yes, 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 Advocate, you seem to be waiting, and said you're very that you are indeed uh, working. And it seems like everybody, especially from ANC, is working not what is that maybe I'm just thinking about it. It is being said. And whoever
0: is... is just, justice, to I'm be.
1: struggling to hear you. What's yeah, your I, question?
0: I can't hear you properly. Advocate, can you hear me now, Katie?
1: Uh, yes, try again.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I'm saying that uh, the Advocate is
2: working. With the SIU. And everybody is just saying they are working because even the president, even everybody is working. And then the thing is, I'm having a problem whereby people are not going to be That this is an 89%, this is 90%, this is what was. Uh, which is sure like I indicated that we the working. But I'm not on the. Uh, I'm uh, I like seeing uh, from your statement that you, you are not actually unconditionally uh, fighting corruption. This is with the FIU because mm. you're very like you said, some of the cases to hook. And then, therefore, I want to ask you how do you you yourself or your organization define corruption where there is a, a spot on paper trade of government t- tenders being illegally obtained and then tendered to government? Then, this is an ongoing uh, corruption because okay, it is involving. More than millions of friends. Like in such a situation, because I'm having a problem in catching your scope. You see, when the FIU was structured, has it actually taken into account that there are people at the grassroots level who have got bigger concerns, who should actually like maybe have some of the points being put to their scope so that they would deal with sufficient African corruption? Because we okay. don't have to. Generally, maybe we are not going to allow me and that's the other
1: one. Okay. okay. All right, Justice, let's let's leave it there. So, how do you define what corruption is, Advocate Motivi, and then decide to yes. investigate a particular matter or not to investigate, like you are saying earlier, and refer it to an institution like the Hawks? Yeah.
2: Now, thank you. Thank you that uh, for for just uh, putting the question in context, Katie. It was difficult to hear. Right. When we receive allegations, uh, Katie, of of corruption, uh, and by the way, uh, Hawks also receives the uh, 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 allegations of corruption. But we do uh, uh, interact, work together. We now even have the the structure that we call uh, Fusion Center, where we all collaborate so that we don't duplicate. But anyway, when we receive these allegations, Katie, uh, we are guided by a number of legislations, but the main one, uh, which relates to corruption, is the uh, Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act. Right, that act defines and describes what corruption is, and you see when you read it that corruption is defined and described so widely, right, uh, that uh, that it points out that uh, this is the you know undue. Uh, benefiting from processes in, in, in state, uh, benefiting yourself or your family members. Uh, so I'm really just putting it uh, high uh, high level. But that's what's guiding us when we assess the legislation. And we assess that, as uh, justice uh, indicates, uh, uh, we assess it uh, unconditionally. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, uh, so we are guided by the, that that legislation. Uh, and we proceed then in our case to then uh, uh, draft the proclamation, which goes to the president ultimately to sign off. Okay. Uh, uh, so, so in in, in 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 many instances, and he mentions the issues around tenders and so on. Those, as I indicated, that 85% of our cases are around procurement, and and, and we understand why, uh, because people want to single the money from the corrupt. Uh, activities through tender
1: and, 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 and advocate the, that one is to, to
2: our mandate
1: uh, what about those that have concerns that because the president has to sign the, the proclamation that allows you effectively to carry out the investigations that you need to do that yes. if he is not happy with what you want to investigate he simply won't sign uh,
2: Jesse, I, would, I would respond this way Uh, And and, and by the way, part of what we say as we execute on our strategy is that we are value-based, and one of the important values is that we do our work without fear, favor, or prejudice. We are an independent entity, and by being independent, we strictly indicate that we do our work with no influence from anyone, including from the president. Now, uh, it's simply because the legislation at the moment requires us to investigate based on a proclamation, and Katie and in fact, when I when I started here at SIU 2016, up to today, I looked further back. Um, I, I couldn't find an instance where a proclamation developed by SIU uh, put through to the president Wade was ever declined. Uh, even up to now, uh, we have put in uh, uh, proclamations through. Uh, it requires a requirement uh, for the president, of course, to consider. And, of course, hypothetically, he could uh, say he's not happy, but we haven't found an instance. Because we would have—we are the ones, by the way, at SIU, who received the allegations, and we would have assessed them against our mandate, and we would be satisfied that there's a case to to investigate. So if, if, if in any event there's a there's an instance where uh, it's declined by the president. We would like to understand on what basis uh, has it been declined, and we need to give feedback to the whistleblower, Kathy. So, so the the, the process is so transparent. If it fits the mandate of SAU, we invariably All expect right.
1: that uh, that we should investigate. Anonymous in KZN. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Sister Kathy, and good morning to the advocate. Thank you for taking this call. I'm going to be very short. What is being done to ensure that the whistleblowers are protected from being killed like others have been killed? And what they normally happens happen is that they struggle alone even in, in courts because they don't have their funds and they don't have. Uh, it cannot be done pro, pro bono. Mm-hmm. What, what, what legal support do they have? Because uh, a public might be very afraid. To, to whistle blow because there is no support at all and especially with, with cases that are very powerful relating to uh, high profile business owners and and uh, government officials or at at high profile spending
1: such so an important
0: what is, issue anonymous yeah what, what what is being done to protect if you can tell us what to do then we'll be able to to, 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 to help South Africa.
1: All right. Anonymous out in KZN. Thanks for that call. Unfortunately, Anonymous is going to have to be our last caller. Advocate Motivi, I'm going to ask you to keep it brief for me. What is your answer yes. for her?
2: No, thank you, Katie. Uh, whistleblowers uh, protection is receiving the utmost attention from us. In fact, from government uh, as a whole. Uh, since the unfortunate uh, uh, the, death of uh, Babita Dirkran, we have now said as government we need to review the legislation that provides uh, whistleblower uh, protection. But even before, Katie, even before the death of uh, Babita Dirkran, the approach is as follows, is that uh, we do inform, and as we now really want to inform the public, that where they have whistleblowed, where they have reported matters, they need to inform us promptly whenever there's any indication that uh, their their lives might be might be at risk but we also want to be as proactive and inform them that, uh, that this is this is the investigator this is who you contact uh, and and we've got protective uh, measures that are in place they may not be uh, enough but we are seeking to improve that we've got the whistleblower protection uh, program under the under the MPA we've got uh, uh, whistleblower protection mechanism and witness protection within SIU. And by the way, across the law enforcement agents, we are also looking at protecting our investigators, uh, which is something that we are also doing. So, okay, members of the public, including the caller, can call if they really want to understand further. Of importance is for them to contact us right. immediately when there is, uh, when there is any uh, a comprehension of, uh, of, of threats.
1: Advocate Andy Mutibi, we're completely out of of time uh, for this conversation. But let me thank you so much for coming on to uh, the show today, really explaining the work that you're doing, the successes that you've had over the last 25 years of existence. That's where we leave it for today on The Talking Point. Up next is the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo.